News Talk 98.7 WOKI presents Around the House with Scott Brokamp, your weekly source for home maintenance and improvements, home services, hobbies, lifestyle, and just about anything you'd find to do around the house. And now, here's your host, Scott Brokamp. Well, good morning, East Tennessee. I hope you are up and at them and bright and lively this morning. You may have woke up like me and said, man, it's just a little chillier than what I would like it to be. And I could not wait to get that first cup of coffee going this morning. So if that's you, if you're joining us this morning with that first cup of coffee, well, welcome. We're glad that you're here. And uh, of course, as always, we have worked very hard to put together a couple of amazing guests for you today to uh, make sure we provide some good, valuable insight and information for, well, things that may occur in your life and happen around the house. I am Scott Brokamp, founder and co-owner of His Security Technology, your host for today. Uh, Mr. Ben Cathy, let us know that, well, there's going to be a chill in the air. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a few days into the week where it looks like the temperature is going to rise again. uh, I'm sure, much like you, I'm ready for spring to kind of kick off and just take over these cold days. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm, we're still trying to recover from that crazy winter snowstorm that we had. So I, I, I know I've talked to a lot of folks who are in kind of the same predicament, just trying to recuperate and recover the, the adjustments that we've had to make in life from, well, being kind of shut down for seven to 10 days was, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty different. Anyway, if you're looking for something to do today, well, as always in East Tennessee, there's always something available to do. If racing is your thing, then the Jacob Building at Chill Howie Park is the place to be. The Outside Groove Racing Show runs today from 9 to 5. There will be a swap meet, exhibits, and seminars on all forms of motorsports from go-karts on up. Your Knoxville Ice Bears take on Pensacola tonight at the Civic Coliseum. It's Preds night, so Nash and members of the Nashville Predators energy team will be there. Puck drops at 735. The baseballs, uh, baseball balls are in action at 2 today at Lindsay Nelson Park. Actually, I think I saw something that that game got changed to noon, uh, so I would verify that game time today just to make sure. And, of course, men's basketball have a late one tonight. We host Texas A&M. <clears throat> at 8 o'clock in the Food City Center, and uh, I'm sure uh, you guys are like me. I hope we get some payback tonight because, man, that was a rough trip we had at College Station. <clears throat> you can catch the radio broadcast of the game on our sister station, WNML, the Sports Animal, and WIVK, the flagship station of the Vol Network. For more info on all events happening around town today, go to visitknoxville.com. That's Visit Knoxville. Com. Well, my first guest this morning knows a thing or two about SEC competition. He's the VFL who played on the 1979 SEC Tournament Champion Team under Don DeVoe. Now he operates StoreSquare, a portable storage container company here in Knoxville. If you're thinking about moving, remodeling, the first thing you have to decide is how to get the stuff out of the house, either temporary or permanently. Here to tell us more is Jim Gill. Hey, Jim, good morning. 
Morning, Scott. Thanks for having me, and uh, good to, good to be here. And as you <clears> said, that chill in the air is will wake you up before that first cup of coffee. Man, I'm I'm telling you, I uh, shoo. I, I I will just be honest. The first thing that I noticed was my heat was compensating this morning. It was uh, I got a fresh blast, and I'm like, man, it's warm in here. It must be cold outside. Uh, well, you know, if you listened last week, Big Jim from HCS Mechanical, well, he can help make sure that you feel that warm blast too, right? Oh, uh, so Jim, tell us what is store square and, and how did you get involved in this? And, and then I want to know really kind of what makes you guys different. Sure. Absolutely. Scott. So, um, store square started in Atlanta, um, uh, as a corporate site, they w- had a desire to expand, and Store Square Knoxville is the first franchise for the Store Square brand. Oh, wow! Uh, so I was excited about that. That's partly why I joined Store Square. I, I wanted to be first, uh, and and work to maintain that. Um, the the uh, you know for me, I had a, a, a life in corporate for many many years. Uh, had an opportunity to move back to Knoxville. Uh, decided that I was. Uh, too 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 young or uh, too something to retire and decided to enter the portable storage business and our our focus my focus is to make uh, store square the premier portable storage and moving company in East Tennessee uh, I've got a business partner with deep East Tennessee roots and uh, together we are doing our best to to just do that well I mean that's awesome so one of the things that uh I think is unique, right? Is that you guys, I mean, you're right here. This is, this is home base for you guys. Sure. We're uh, locally owned and operated. And, and for me, um, you know, that means that we are focused on the community, uh, focused on the customer, of course. Um, and uh, we are local. So I do the dispatching, the scheduling. I do the customer service. So if a customer calls and makes a reservation, they're generally going to talk to me. Or if I follow up, they're generally going to talk to me. So it's not a call center in who knows where. Hmm. It's yeah. not, um, you know, it's not third party uh, hi- hired out help. It's uh, it's folks dedicated to Store Square and dedicated to to our customer. Well, and and you know, as a local business owner myself, I know how important that is. Being able to have uh, that local touch and being able to have your customers know that when they call, they're they're actually talking to you right here in Knoxville. So it it's easy to address their concerns and their issues uh, w- when they arise, and of course they they do for everybody, right? So, um, you you have quite a a storied history here in Knoxville. So uh, a Farragut graduate, is that correct? Farragut graduate, go go admirals. Um, yeah. So my uh, dad was in the military, Air Force pilot career. Uh, we moved around as as a when I was young, uh, living anywhere from Anchorage, Alaska, to South Florida, and many spots in between. Mm. Um, my mom and dad had met when they were students at the University of Tennessee, so a oh, multi generation wow. uh, University of Tennessee legacy, if you will. Um, when my dad decided uh, to retire, uh, coming back to Knoxville was the first and only choice for him. Um, some of the kids, myself, my brothers, might have had some different ideas, but uh, Dad's vote prevailed. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. And we never looked back. So uh, moved to West uh, West Knoxville, Concord, Farragut area. Uh, went to Farragut Middle School, Farragut High School, and then on to UT. Um, and then, uh, as I said, moved away for many years uh, based on my work. Uh, but the first chance I had during COVID 
which was, <clears throat> as many people remember, work from home became sort of the thing. Mm. And the company I was with, work from home, became work from anywhere. Right. And for me, anywhere was Knoxville, Tennessee. So I moved back to Knoxville about three years ago uh, during the COVID years uh, and, and haven't looked back. Uh, and again, left that company and started StoreSquare about a year ago. Well, that's uh, obviously so glad to have you back uh, back in town. Uh, obviously, you've you know your roots here are are deep and strong, and so um, you know. Let's face it, it uh, folks like me. I mean, I I did not grow up here, unfortunately. Um, but once you understand our area, you you really kind of understand community, and you understand core, and you understand the the spirit behind who we are as a community. Uh, and to me, I mean, that's one of the things that. I love so much about who we are here in East Tennessee. Uh, and, and to be able to bring that into my business, much like I know you do in yours. And, you know, one of the things that we searched really hard for was finding a, a place that we could office that was open and inviting for people to walk in the front door, because let's face it, most security companies that people that do what we do, they're hidden away either off the beaten path or some industrial area. And, you know, we wanted to be inviting. We wanted people to know that, hey, we believe in community too, and and we want you to know we're here for you. And and that was the best way, you know, best way we can do it. And and I know, you know, that's one of the things that I love about your business and being that obviously that competitive nature and you, you, you wanted to be the first uh, and, and maintain that, but knowing that, you guys, you're right here. So when a client has a problem, as you mentioned, you're not calling some far off call center that they've got 29,000 locations they're trying to juggle you between to even find you to help you. You get, you just got Jim, right? Absolutely. You know. And I know you've been here for a while, but welcome to Knoxville and East Tennessee. And I'm glad to see you're dressing the part. So you've, you've definitely oh, yeah. integrated well. Um, but you're, you're correct. It's, uh, you know, it's very competitive space. Yours is mine is you have to deliver, you have to really perform for the customer. Um, and you have to do it in a way that's, that's upfront, honest, and, uh, with abundance of integrity. Uh, but being local does help. I, you know, when a, when a customer will name the street and I know I've been on that street, I know where I've got to deliver it. I know what the terrain's going to be. Uh, you know, I feel, uh, I feel a really part of that customer. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, uh, I, I deal with a lot of folks from Teleco Village, and you know they move here from out of state, and they can't even pronounce the name of the street. And when they call us, and we can help them pronounce it, it's just it's a great feeling, right? It, it's just a great feeling. Uh, hey, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a little more about um, StoreSquare and their containers, how they can help you, how they can benefit you in the times that you need them, whether you're moving, remodeling, uh, just need to store some stuff temporarily or well, long-term they've got, they've got solutions for you. Uh, got Jim Gill here at store square and we'll be right back here on around the house with Scott Brokamp on news talk, 98.7 W A K O K I. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp, and I have the pleasure of sitting here and speaking with a 
Well, <clears throat> a longtime VFL local business owner, Jim Gill. Jim Gill is the owner of Store Square, Knoxville, the first Store Square franchise right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Jim and his team are very easy to find. You can find them online at storesquare.com. That's S-T-O-R square.com. Uh, you can give them a call at their office, 865-264-2029. Uh, again, that's www.storesquare.com. Check them out online if you need to, well, store some items, ship some items uh, to your new home, cross town, maybe even a little bit further. We don't know. We might talk about that. Uh, Jim, welcome, man. I'm glad you're here. Good to be back. Thanks, Scott. It's uh, uh, I've I've enjoyed just our time chatting, obviously before the show, and uh, being a a sports enthusiast myself, uh, I I love some of our conversation. That's been great. Uh, all right, so Jim, Store Square, what makes you guys unique versus some of the other companies that offer a similar service? Sure, absolutely, Scott. So we we've talked a little bit about the service side of it, and I'll just touch on that again. So. Uh, no call centers. Uh, we we really have concierge service uh, from a start to finish. Um, I'm intimately involved in that, um, and and that's really what we think can make a big difference in the customer's experience, particularly when some of these situations customers are in are not without some tension or stress. If you're right. moving, or you've had your house, um, you know, suffer some kind of fire or flood, there's a lot of stress and tension. So what we try to do is make sure we do the best we can to de-stress hmm. uh, this component of it. Yeah, I Sec mean, you guys, you really, I mean, you're dealing with people in some of the most stressful situations of their lives. It, I mean, moving is is in like the top three of stressors in life. Absolutely, and sometimes the reason of the move adds even additional stress. If it's a death in the family or an in-law moving in, which could be stressful. Um, we can talk about that later. Um <laughs> That's a whole nother show. Yeah, exactly, yeah. another show. So anyway, but yes, it is. It, it can be a stressful time, and so we really try to focus on making it uh, de-stressed, if you will. Then we can talk about the containers themselves. Um, you know, a container's a container, a container, until you put your household goods in it, and mm -hmm. then you want to make sure it is a high-quality container. And that's what we have. They're almost brand new. They're less than a year old. They're built to last. Um, they also aesthetically, we believe, are pleasing. They're smoky gray and orange. Oh, well, I mean, you can't go wrong there. Hard to beat that in East Tennessee. Um, I wish I could take all the credit, but that is just the brand coloring that we uh, that the company decided. Of course, it made it attractive to me as well. They're uh, steel containers, steel all the way around the sides and the top and the bottom, and marine-grade uh, flooring, so they're very secure, weather-tight. Hmm. Uh, they're ventilated, so the goods are protected. Essentially, Scott, there are many warehouses that we can move around. And so uh, they can be stored uh, outside without any issues at all at the customer's property or at my storage location in the city of Loudoun. So, I, I mean, I just have to ask this question. How many times do you get that call from that client who says, Jim, we've run out of room and our container's full. Help. What do we do now? So that's happened a, a fair amount of times. Uh, it's amazing what we all um, want to keep 
and think is special. Um, it's not my decision to decide what's special or not, uh, but uh, folks I deal with have a lot of special things. Mm-hmm. And so it, it is an occasion, particularly on moves, where folks really underestimate what they believe they have and how much space it takes up. Now, it also leads to some of my uh, best friends now are junk removal companies. Mm, and yeah. so we work hand-in-hand with junk removal companies as well as, obviously, with, with StoreSquare uh, to help take care of that customer so that they don't really have to pay for storing something that they may not ever use again or want to see again uh, down the road. So the containers are important. They're high quality. Uh, I think uh, state-of-the-art, top-notch, uh, some of the best in the industry. And if I'm going to ask somebody to put their household goods and belongings into those containers, I want to make sure they come out looking as good or better than mm-hmm. when they went in. And so far, so good. That's what we've seen uh, over the last year. And StoreSquare Atlanta has been in business for five years and the same thing. So there's a five-year history with these containers. And they're actually fourth or fifth generation containers. Oh, wow. Because each year we try to make improvements around the quality, right. consistency, uh, ease of use, those kinds of things. So – Tell us a little bit about your your delivery system of these units because that's that's a little different as well. Sure, absolutely. So the second or the third layer is how we deliver the containers, and it's important for us to deliver those containers without you know tilting or or having the containers being jostled about. So we have a delivery system where we're able to take the container on and off our truck, uh, keeping it very level, so a no tilt uh, uh, delivery system. It also allows for very precise placement of the container at the customer's property. Mm. Uh, And that's a blessing and a curse, to be honest with you. There are times where customers will ask us to put containers in places that we we probably shouldn't, but our confidence in our delivery system allows us to do the best we can to get it as close to that place or location that the customer prefers. And again, the whole idea of making it easy for the customer to load the container while we can hopefully then safely extract the container when we need it to extract it. Uh, so we have to balance uh, some of the requests. But so far, I've uh, good news is so far we've not stranded a container uh, and we've not turned one over. So uh, not to jinx myself as we head into spring. <laughs> there you go. Knock yeah. on that wood, right? Oh, my goodness. Well, <laughs> so there was uh, so a fairly recent press release um, that StoreSquare in general has expanded it's offering uh, into Lakeland, Florida. So how does that impact you here locally? And and does that provide some additional benefits for you and for your clients? Well, I think it shows a couple of things, Scott. One is that the, the business model that we are deploying works. Um, you know, StoreSquare wants to continue to expand. So they are expanding into Lakeland, Florida, uh, sort of central Florida. And then there are other ideas to expand in other parts of the country, which I won't speak to here. Uh, but what that does is allow us to, to start building out our ability to help customers that are moving there from uh, one part of the uh, southeast to another part. So if a customer is moving from uh, Knoxville to Florida, it makes it easier for us to help that customer with that move. Um, or vice versa, if they're moving from Florida, they move down there, it's too hot, the weather's not good, they want to move back. Um, we'll help them move back to Tennessee uh, after they kind of passed us by the first time. Um, so that does help, but I, I, I really excited about it because it shows one, there's a commitment at store square to grow and build. Uh, I'm a part of that, uh, but there's also an expansion of service capabilities for customers 
that want moving help uh, throughout the southeast. That's that's awesome. I mean, that's that just I, I mean, in itself, obviously, it's great for the corporation, but it's great for you here locally as well. It just opens up some some other opportunities for you to, you know, totally be able to take care of your clients in a more fulfilling way. So that's that's great. Uh, great to hear. So uh, obviously offsite storage is is huge, right? I mean, the convenience of having the storage container that you can work at your own pace to pack up, load up. Um, you know, unfortunately, I've moved several times, and obviously you being from a military family, uh, you've moved a lot. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of experience to be able to offer to your clients and, you know, kind of working through and prepping and preparing for some of that move. Um, but what about it's all packed up, the house is closed, and now we're in hold mode. Do you have on-site storage, or do you have a way to be able to secure these containers for your clients as well? Sure, Scott. You hit on a couple of things there. One is that um, what what our containers allow is that, that time-based loading and unloading. Um, we charge month to month, so it's not like a daily. I rented a truck, and and that that's ticking off every day. I keep that right. truck. Uh, once you rent my container, you can keep it for a month, and that generally is enough time to cover um, what most customers need. Although we certainly have some long term uh, storage customers as well. But as you said, oftentimes you buying and selling a house, those close dates don't align, and you need to find temporary storage. And we do have a storage location, as I mentioned in the city of Loudoun, so it's it's situated in a good place for us to be able to serve the vast majority of East Tennessee effectively. Um, so we can definitely store it there. And as you mentioned, sometimes the uh, we, we were speaking about some communities, and some community HOAs can be very strict about how long they'll allow uh, anything in the street or in the driveway. And so if customer needs to kind of move the container in and move it out based on certain restrictions or requirements, uh, we've got a place to help them out as well. Well, you you the, you just opened up a no whole other show, and that's dealing with your HOA, but we won't go there. I'm going to leave that one alone. I try to avoid those types of topics. So, uh, <clears throat> any rate, you you uh, I I like you you have a little slogan, right? With Store Square, you are guaranteed a great experience for a fair and square deal. Fair and square deal. That's what we're trying to do. As I said, full transparency. We'll, we will meet or beat any competitive uh, quote for like services. Um, you know, we generally try to be upfront with our pricing initially, but if somebody is running a promotion, you know, we will definitely meet or beat any competitive quote for like services. And then real quickly, what I did pass over is we also have four sizes of containers. So we have mm-hmm. an eight by eight, eight by 12, eight by 16 and eight by 20. Uh, so we were, we're the only uh, kind of portable storage moving uh, company in the area that has four different sizes. So each each job that you may have, we have a container that can fit that that job. Hmm. There you go. You you can you can box it all up, no matter how how big or how small, right? <clears throat> well, hey, we are talking with Jim Gill of Store Square Knoxville. You can find them online at storesquare.com. That's S-T-O-R square.com. Or you can reach them by phone at 865-264-2029. If you've got any questions for Jim or myself, maybe you have some storage-related 
comments or concerns, give us a call. Shoot us a text, 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. We will be right back on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. If you're just tuning in with us, maybe your first cup of coffee just got done brewing, cup of tea, whatever it is that you enjoy. Maybe you're just pulling out of Starbucks. Heck, I don't know. But if you're just tuning in, we have Mr. Jim Gill, VFL, basketball player, quite a competitive gentleman, I would say. The very first franchise of Store Square right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. We are speaking Jim Gill. That's Store Square. So if you're moving, relocating, remodeling, you need somewhere to store some of those household or business belongings, you need to give Jim and his team a call, 865-264-2029. Or you can go on to their website, at storesquare.com, that's S-T-O-R square.com, and, well, you can get all the information, reserve uh, your storage unit uh, right there, and Jim and his team will, well, they'll help you out, get you taken care of. Jim, thanks for being here this morning. It's good to be here, Scott. Thank you very much. So there's probably good times to use your services and probably not good times to use your services. So I'm sure being a local business, much like myself, one of the things that we strive to do is we just, we strive just to, to be a, a, a partner, a, uh, an experienced professional to help our clients make good decisions. And that it's not always us, right? I mean, I'm not always the best decision for every customer. And we like to be open and transparent and we just want to help, right? We just want to help. So I, I, I know that you have that philosophy in your own business. Um, so let's talk about some of the times that you guys are the right solution. What, what are some of those moments? Sure. There are a number of reasons uh, you know, customers need temporary or temporary and portable storage. Um, and, and you're correct. There are a couple, couple different ways that they can go after that. It may be a full white glove service where they hire a moving and storage company to do it all for them. It may be on the other side of that where they want to do it themselves, all of it. Um, now we feel we hit a, a nice uh, middle ground, which is cost-effective, high-quality service that allows the customer to move and store at their own pace, as well as if they want longer-term storage, we can provide that as well. So if you think about it, if a customer is looking to move, uh, they may need to uh, hire us to, to bring the container in. Uh, they can fill it up. Uh, we also have business referrals uh, for uh, moving labor that can help them move their heavier goods into the container. So I don't do that myself. Uh, I want to focus on what I do and what I can do best, but I do have several companies I've worked with or my clients have worked with uh, that can offer that labor for the moving services. So if somebody's moving um, and their move dates don't align and they need temporary storage, we're a great solution for that. If they're moving and the 
closed dates do align were a great solution because again they just that limits the amount of time they need the container so that's one uh, one of the good reasons why folks need um, uh, uh, storage containers if they're doing renovation as an example is another mm-hmm. great reason yeah. if you're renovating your living room dining room family room kitchen uh, it's always I think good to get your household goods out of the way mm-hmm. uh, contractors do great work but I've seen contractor dust defy gravity oh it, absolutely you can try to cover it up you could tarp your furniture but the dust somehow some way finds its way through every crack and crevice and so i believe getting the furniture out of the house is a good way to keep it safe and i think the contractor becomes your best friend then as well because they can do their job uh un, un, encumbered by the clutter of the mm-hmm. house so yeah another uh, use case would be uh, renovations or expansions uh, great for temporary portable storage. Uh, unfortunately, there are cases where, as I mentioned earlier, there's a fire or a flood. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you mentioned uh, January, or we, we were talking about the January snowmageddon. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, right after that, I got a number of calls where, unfortunately, folks' pipes broke. They need to come in and do their floors. So there's plenty of reasons that, um, you know, in those cases as well, that temporary storage is a great solution. And oftentimes, again, you really don't know how long that project's going to, going to last. Right. And so the month-to-month basis, no long-term contracts. If you're finished with a container, call us. We'll come pick it up. Uh, there's no long-term contract. Well, well, and, <clears throat> I mean, unfortunately, it, it, the reality of it, if things right now, if you're dealing with anything that has to do with construction, whether it's new construction, whether it's a remodel or renovation, um, <clears throat> it seems like timelines are harder and harder to meet. I mean, we're, we work in the trades and so many of the trade companies are understaffed and it, it's just, it's much more difficult now, I think, than it's ever been for uh, all of us to fulfill our duties. And I knock on wood for Micah, whatever we got here in, it's some form of wood, uh, y- you know. I can say at least for us, we have, we are blessed enough that we have a staff that works very diligently with scheduling and everything else to accommodate our builders, uh, whether it's new construction or remodel to, to be that, that contractor that shows up when they say they're going to show up, do what they're going to do. Um, you know, so that's the, ability to go month to month with your service is huge. Um, and let's face it when you're moving or having renovations done, et cetera, no matter what it is, normally most of us are always in a position that we don't have an extra space or an extra area that we can store all that stuff for the big moving truck to come and load it all up and then get it out. So, you know, that's one of the huge advantages, obviously, that you guys, you offer is because, you know, I mean, let's think about it. We're, we're selling our home. We're, we're staying here. You know, we're just moving across town. We're moving to a new neighborhood. We've, we're upgrading, downgrading, whatever the case is. You can call Jim. His team can deliver you a storage unit that you can load at your pace, get it out of your way. Because one of the things you're going to do before you leave that property is clean it somewhat, right? Seen many that aren't, but uh, we won't go there. But, you know, at the end of the day, having your packed items 
loaded somewhere out of the way affords you, I'm just going to say this, it affords you not only the ability to take care of the other things that you're going to have to do when you leave, but it affords you mentally a huge benefit because, again, as I've mentioned, I've moved many a times. We sold a house. We built a house. We had <clears throat> we had five people living in, a, in an apartment, and I had to have a storage facility to store the majority of our belongings. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know of you at that time, um, but even then, when we were getting ready to leave that apartment, it was such an absolute disaster because we had to figure out somehow, some way, somewhere to create a space to store all these umpteens of boxes out of the way. Yet while we're still trying to live and, and run everyday life, you know, so just the de-stress of having the ability to pick up the box, to pick up the furniture, whatever it is, go sit it in the amazing storage container with its, uh, aqua grade flooring it's going to be safe it's going to be secure and you're going to have room in your house yeah i can uh share a little bit of dirty dirty laundry on myself i mentioned i moved back to knoxville uh, during the covid years what i did mention is part of that was my mom had passed away about three years ago um and i decided to buy the house out of my mom's estate for my two older brothers and younger brother um and my mom and dad uh, bless their heart had talked about 30 years wanting to renovate the house. Mm. And so I took it upon myself uh, before moving back in to, uh, well, the furniture came in and I started thinking about renovating the house. And unfortunately I didn't think about storage containers either. Knowing that I was going to be renting the house next door, I thought I'll just put all my furniture in the garage. Well, lo and behold, as I mentioned, I could tarp it, I could tape it, Mm. but there is no way to keep the construction dust from, uh, overtaking my, my goods. And secondly, as, as much as I had a good contractor, I hated to go over to the house because I could see the contractors coming in and out through the garage, going by all my furniture, who knows, you know, and putting things on top, putting things on the bottom. And so I lived through that, uh, sort of nightmare of watching and thinking about what are my, what's my furniture going to look like when I finally uncover it. Uh, so I wish I had been in this business as well, uh, three years ago when I renovated the house. Uh, but I, I, I can attest to those that are going through that process, please consider temporary portable storage. It will help you mentally, and it will help your contractor physically complete the project. And then lastly, as you said, you know I, I have to bite my tongue at times when I'm talking to customers about the project they're going to do, and they talk about it being four to six weeks, mm. which I'm also thinking you need to add a, a five times that or three times right. that. Um, so it, it's just unpredictable, and I think uh, temporary portable storage allows to allows us to work through that unpredictability of mm. a project, yeah. uh, which really is today, as you said, between supply uh, uh, supply chain as well as with labor, it's just hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the you know you you just never know, and and I, again, like I say, to me, the biggest benefit that I can think of is is the emotional. Uh, stability and emotional de-stress that you can gain by having portable storage right available, right there available on your property 
to uh, help you facilitate and, and accommodate uh, the move, remodel, whatever the situation holds. Hey, we are going to take a, a break. We'll be right back here with uh, Mr. Jim talking some store square. Good information for you to know. If you got questions, call. Give us a call at 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. We will return right here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. <laughs> You know, that whistle is almost as emotionally soothing as having your own portable storage unit on your property when you move. Almost. Almost. I mean, you could you could call Jim and get your store square portable storage unit and listen to around the house and just sit there with your cup of coffee on your front stoop because you already packed your chair in your storage unit and listen to that whistle and take a deep breath. And man, just think of how you would start your day. You would just be refreshed. It would be an amazing day. That's a great way to start your day. See, I'm telling you, we've got solutions. We've got (laughs) solutions. Jim and him, his team have solutions. If you need, uh, or in the need of temporary storage, uh, maybe you're moving, maybe you're renovating, maybe it's something that's coming up. You can find Jim Gill and his team online at storesquare.com. That's S-T-O-R square.com. Or you can give them a call at 865-264-2029. Well, Jim, you know, I'd love to talk about basketball, but we're going to talk about <clears throat> other things instead. Uh, you know, We've we've mentioned some of the things that obviously make you guys unique, uh, and I feel that obviously some of these should should be repeated. Um, but there is one use that we didn't really talk about, and I, I just want to ask about. And we you know we mentioned construction and commercial construction, et cetera. Obviously, um, your units are perfect for whether it's residential or commercial, if it's a move or renovation, et cetera. But you you even rent your units out to contractors that maybe need some temporary storage on site as well? Sure, absolutely. So as you mentioned, Scott, um, there's a commercial as well as a uh, residential or consumer need for storage. Um, What we also didn't mention is decluttering or staging your house Mm -hmm. prior to selling. That's another great opportunity. We all have way more than we need, and every real estate agent I've ever met would love to have about half of what somebody has in their house taken out. Yeah. prior to putting the listing, prior to taking the picture. So we're a great solution there. But on the commercial side, absolutely, there are needs for temporary storage on the on the con- commercial side as well. Uh, if a contractor's having um, fixtures delivered or doors or different parts that are going into the house, but they need them safely and secured, we can provide that storage container for the on-site storage. Um, on, the cons- on the commercial side as well, uh, certainly – um, during the seasonal inventory builds that may take place, um, uh, you know, many retail outlets don't have the space they need, mm. so we can bring a storage container in for that temporary business need as well. Um, but you know, so really, it's it's quite simply to say that we can provide the solution for any temporary or even midterm or long term storage need. 
that a, a consumer, resident, or a commercial business may need? Well, in you know, post-COVID, uh, obviously through COVID, supplies were hard to come by. Uh, and, and, I mean, look, we're in the same boat. I know a lot of companies that we were ordering the same thing from multiple vendors because nobody had it. You couldn't get it anywhere. And, and then all of a sudden it came in stock and now you've got 10 times more than what you needed. Uh, but I, even now working with a lot of our customers in construction, they're still, we're still working through a lot of that, right? So when you find a product that's going to go into the finish, a lot of times we're, we're pre-ordering these items and storing them just so that we can be sure that we have them. Um, so I, obviously I, I think on that commercial side, um, a lot of times your, your product is just what they need to be able to accommodate that. No, absolutely. Because it's not just the, the length of the supply chain. Now it can also be the <clears throat> unpredictability or the volatility. It may, the product may come in too early. It may come in too late. You just don't know, or the job may be delayed and the product comes in on time. In fact, I delivered a container last week or we did, uh, where the job site fell behind their, their timeline, the doors were coming in. They needed a place to store the doors for the next, you know, 30 days. And we were able to get them a container to mm. do just that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange world we live in now. If you can get the part, can you get it delivered? And when? <laughs> when, when might it be delivered? Who knows? And for how much? Oh, uh, well, yeah. It's <laughs> all about the money, isn't it? All about the money. Um, all right. So one of the unique things that I definitely want to uh, point out again uh, about about what you guys offer is your your no tilt uh, delivery system. Obviously, is huge. Last thing you want to do is pack that container and then, well, have it jostled around like a pinball machine. Um, but y- your flexibility no no deposits, no cancellation fees, month to month rentals, no long term contracts. Man, it sounds like we're we're talking about his security and technology, but. Uh, you, you know, what's your philosophy behind that? Well, I think you, you hit it there, Scott. Our, our philosophy, I'm sure, is very similar to yours, which is it is about the customer. And so, um, you know, my business is going to be built much like yours based on referrals. Um, I can do digital marketing. I can come on the radio. But if I don't do a good job for the customer, mm-hmm. as you know, they can tell 10 people. And, you know, my job, my my uh, business can really take a, a beating for that. So, um, you know, for me, it is the customer. Again, I mentioned I was in the healthcare industry for a number of years and in the healthcare industry, you know, it's about the patient. And so it, it, I take that now philo- philosophically into my business now, which is about the customer, making sure again, that, that we deliver when we're supposed to deliver and we take care of the customer. Um, you know, my, my ideal is to have uh, five-star Google reviews so far we're there. Um, and I'm going to continue to work to that end as well, just like you do with your customers. Yeah, absolutely. That is so important, so vital of just simply, well, just doing good business, right? Doing what you say you're going to do and standing behind your service and product. So, uh, Jim, so glad to have you here this morning. Uh, Jim Gill at StoreSquare. Again, you can get them by phone, 865-264-2029, or you can get them online at storesquare.com. That's S-T-O-R square dot com. Uh, Jim, uh, you're going to watch the game tonight? 
I am going to watch the game tonight. What do you think? What do you think? Are we gonna are we gonna be able to pull out some revenge or? It's time to get even. It's time to get even. Um, as they say, don't get mad, just get even. That's right. Don't get um, mad, get even. And uh, you know, we, we just got to strive for consistency. This team is special. Uh, they they really are. And if they can just hit the right the right time at the right place, I do think they can go very very far. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Um, so uh, you know, we do have our topic of the day. It is uh, today is National Tortilla Chip Day, day set aside for the crunchy snack loved by millions. Even though tortilla chips have always been considered to be a Mexican food, they were actually first mass produced in Los Angeles in the late 1940s. Whenever the tortilla rolling machine put out an effective tortilla at the El Zarape Tortilla Factory, the workers realized they could cut the defects into triangles, deep fry them, and then sold bags of tortilla chips. For a dime. Little did they know, they had invented the perfect party snack. Well, what's your favorite dip for your tortilla? Let us know. We'd love to hear. 865-656-8255. Just a couple of quick trivia questions. Tortilla chips are the official snack food of the state of Texas, and more tortilla chips are sold each year than hamburger and hot dog buns. Well, I love a good tortilla chip as well. Hey, thank you for joining us. We will take a short break. We'll be back for hour number two of Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. News Talk 98.7 WOKI presents Around the House with Scott Brokamp, your weekly source for home maintenance and improvements, home services, hobbies, lifestyle, and just about anything you'd find to do around the house. And now here's your host, Scott Brokamp. Well, good morning. Welcome back to Around the House. I am Scott Brokamp. And, well, if you were listening in the first hour, uh, we were talking with Mr. Jim Gill, former UT basketball player and owner of Store Square out in Loudoun. Great storage solutions for you if you're moving, remodeling, or just need, need somewhere to put your stuff for a while. Call Jim and his team. They can help you out with that. I am Scott Brokamp, founder and co-owner of His Security and Technology here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And, well, we just thank you for listening with us this morning. Uh, hopefully you uh, are learning things that will help you around your house, whether it's, well, storage or maybe you need to evict some critters. We'll get to that in a minute. If you're looking for something fun to do, well, it's East Tennessee. We've always got something awesome to do especially if you like sports like me. There's always something going on at UT. But, hey, if racing's your thing, then the Jacob Building at Chill Howie Park is the place you need to be. The Outside Groove Racing Show runs today from 9 to 5. There will be a swap meet, exhibits, and seminars on all forms of motorsports from go-karts on up. Knoxville Ice Bears take on Pensacola tonight at the Civic Coliseum. It's Preds night, so Nash and members of the Nashville Predators Energy Team will be there. Puck drops at 735. Tennessee baseballs are in action today. Um, I think that game has been moved to noon today, but double check the uh, schedule and make sure it was originally at two. And like I said, I, I think it was moved to noon, but double check that. Uh, men's basketball. Well, hopefully we're going to get a little revenge tonight as we host Texas A&M for a late tip off at 8 p.m. at the Food City Center. You can catch the radio broadcast on our sister station, WNML, 
the sports animal, and WIVK, the flagship station of the Vol Network. For more information on all the events happening around town today, go to visitknoxville.com. That's visitknoxville.com. Well, the first hour we talked with Mr. Jim Gill about getting your belongings out of the house and into safe storage. But what if the thing that's in your house doesn't belong there in the first place? If it's wildlife, rodents, or insects, who can you call? Well, better than Ghostbusters. You can call my guests here this morning, Matt and Crystal Chitwood of Critter Wranglers. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Morning. Doing great. Glad to be here. Good morning. We are definitely glad that you guys are here. Um, You know, you you have a unique business that is, well, quite frankly, needed for a lot of folks. And I'll just say it, it's probably quite scary for a lot of folks. It can be, for sure. For sure. We, uh, uh, we like to say we provide peace of mind. That's, that's really what we're out selling. Well, there's no doubt about that. Um, but before we get into that, I have a very serious question. All right. So your tortilla chips, what's your favorite dip? What's the go-to guacamole guacamole crystal? What about you? Salsa salsa hot, Mm, hot salsa. Are we still talking about tortilla chips or, you know, I just want to make sure. Uh, you know, I, I, I love a good salsa. I love a good guacamole dip. But, you know, <clears throat> I got to tell you, I love some queso. Well, you are wearing that orange hat. I, I, I was thinking you might be a queso guy. I do love some queso. But really the best, I, I love it is that I can mix that queso in with that salsa. It's really the it's kind of best. My wife now, she's a guac girl. Let me give her that guacamole. I mean, look, it, I mean, it's hard to beat an avocado. I'm just telling you. you avocado, anything, tortilla chip, toast, mash it, mush it, whatever you want to do. Well, anyway, I just figured we'd cover the important stuff first. Always. It is National Tortilla Chip Day. So if you weren't listening earlier today, Believe it or not, tortilla chips were invented in Los Angeles. Hmm. Yep. Yep. It's it's not, not a Mexican that. dish after all. Uh anyway, I digress like I normally do. And well, you know what? Quite frankly, when you have conversations around your house, I bet you digress too. And that's what we're about here. We're about being just the way it is around your house. So anyway. Uh again, welcome my guest, Crystal and Matt Chitwood. Uh, critter wranglers here in knoxville tennessee uh you can find them online at critter wranglers tn.com that's critter wranglers tn.com so how did you get started in this business um uh, that's kind of a long story but uh honestly you know I, i started out i grew up on a farm so probably been playing with wildlife most of my life anyway I worked at UT Vet in large animal clinical sciences in the late 90s, um, got into pest control in the early 2000s, and there was a need there in mm-hmm. wildlife removal. So as time went on, I started helping some customers out with that and eventually started my own company. So we're a full-service pest and wildlife company now. Um, we can handle anything from an ant problem you know, up through raccoons, things like that, getting in your attic. Uh, we also do insulation work, so we'll do um, remediation work. If you've had an animal in your attic, 
uh, that's caused problems. We can remove insulation, disinfect, deodorize, reinstall insulation. We do crawl space encapsulation, crawl space repair, uh, animal exclusion work, so we can keep things from getting into your house if you're just looking for preventative measures. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. Wow. Well, I, I mean, you know, to me, the neat part about that, right, is is as you obviously started in remediation of unwanted house guest, you it apparently just fell into the other needs that come along with that, right? The repair, the 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 how to keep them out, and and all of that. So it's to me that's one of the things I love about this show, right? Is is folks much like us in our businesses, we started and we we are able to provide service for our customers and to be able to help further that service for our customers, we find other needs that we can fulfill and, and add that to our services. Well, I mean, the thing is, as a home service uh, company, you know, you know, you, you get out and exactly that. I mean, customers will ask you about things that maybe, maybe you don't primarily do, but at the end of the day, um, I think we're all probably DIY type people anyway is, is how we got started with this. So there's really not anything we can't figure out. We we do try to stay, uh, you know, between the sidelines, so to speak, and yeah. kind of march down the field in the same direction. So we don't get too far out of that. But, you know, if it involves something we're doing anyway, uh, we can take care of that for the, for the client. Well, that's, that is, that's awesome to me I, I, because, again, our, my mindset as well as a business owner is, is I want to be, I want to be a solution. I, I just want to be a solution to my clients. And, you know, as I was talking with Jim in the first hour, you know, look, the reality of it is I'm not always the best solution. You know, there's things that we do and things that, that clients need, and we may not be the best fit. We may not be the best solution, but at the end of the day, I still want to be a part of the solution, right? Right. And, and, and that's to me, I mean, that's just customer service. That's, that's what it's all about. And I know that you guys are, uh, well-versed in, in taking care of your clients and being there for them. So um, I, I do want to ask you one thing. Okay. What is the most popular rodent that you are called out to take care of? Honestly, if you're talking about rodents uh, in this area right now, it would be Norway rats. Uh, we don't really deal with as many roof rats um, or black rats. Uh, so we're dealing with brown rats or Norway rats. And those guys are fairly common in the area. Uh, if you're noticing little burrows around the outside near your foundation, uh, particularly near like an AC unit, that's generally the case uh, that it would be a Norway rat. Um, they're not in the house as often, but they do cause problems in the yard, especially if you've got pets. Uh, they, they may come into the yard to, uh, to work on the dog food, that kind of thing. Um, bird feeders, uh, they'll hang out under bird feeders and cause some problems. So... Norway rats are probably the biggest rodent we deal with. Um, as far as uh, as far as some of the other pests that you know people consider being rodents, gray squirrels are pretty pretty big problem in the area. Um, typically, they're going to breed a couple times a year, but we see them year round anymore as far as breeding, um, and that's just due to in an urban setting, uh, those guys get in an attic. It's it's there. They don't really have to worry about timing anymore. Uh, they got a nice, warm, soft place. So we'll pull juvenile gray squirrels out almost year year round in this area. So, wow. Yep. Huh. All right. Well, I know I wasn't the only one asking that question in their head. So, uh, anyway, hey, if you've got questions, 
Give us a call. Shoot us a text. 865-656-8255. That's 865-656-8255. We're going to take a short break, and we'll come back, and we'll continue to talk with Matt and Crystal Chitwood of Critter Wranglers. And, uh, well, hopefully get you some good information if you're dealing with any of these unwanted, well, house guests. We'll just call them. How's that? Hey, we'll be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. I am speaking with Matt and Crystal Chitwood of Critter Wranglers. So uh, if you've got some unwanted guests around your house, well, I would suggest that you give them a call. You can reach them at 865-973-1095, or you can visit them online at CritterWranglersTN.com. That's CritterWranglersTN.com. So, Crystal... Yes. What's your favorite part about this business? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I mean, talking to the people um, when they call in, I yeah. think, trying to solve their problem. Problem solver. She really likes to interact with some of the animals, too. Don't let her, don't yeah. let her kid okay. you. Yeah, that, too. <laughs> we get some cool stuff in sometimes. Yeah. So well, and let's talk about that a little bit, right? So when you go out on a, a rescue mission... You're not just rescuing a homeowner. You're you're rescuing an animal. Oh, in some cases, for sure. Um, we had one recently. For us, it's a little bit of an oddball thing. We get, there's the routine animals that just come through. We're, we're dealing with, like right now, dealing with some skunks, that kind of thing. But uh, we had a, a big barred owl come in a few weeks ago that uh, Michael, one of our techs, went and picked up. And it had flown into a lady's what front door yeah her front door yeah we think she oh it had flown into a front door and kind of addled itself a little bit it was hanging out on her porch and she was pretty concerned with it so michael went and picked it up brought it back to the shop everybody got to interact with it a little bit while we contacted uh twra so tennessee wildlife resources agency is who is over uh nuisance wildlife mm-hmm. obviously so we're permitted through them to handle this wildlife but we got in touch with them They told us what they would like to see happen from there, and we were able to actually take that animal back to our farm, keep it for the night, uh, observe it, make sure it was okay, and then the next morning got to release it. So that was was pretty cool. Um, Most of those are maybe an owl that had gotten stuck in a a chimney or down in a fireplace, and the guys normally just, they'll get that outside and release it on site. So for it to come back to the office and and the ladies in the office get to see it, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Plus, some of the pest control guys that don't necessarily deal with wildlife all the time, they got to see it too. So they were really excited about it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, what? And you mentioned it's it's skunk season, skunk breeding time. Yep. Oh yes. You you can probably smell love in the air. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. Uh, so, you know, I I, I know I have known people who have little outbuildings and mm-hmm. uh maybe they've got little screened in porches that have very little access underneath them and apparently skunks love to get in those areas they do they're great den sites so you know those animals are gonna gonna seek out those areas 
we suggest everybody to, to take and try to seal those off if you can. If you don't want a problem like that, um, that's that's the best solution. Go ahead and get those sealed off ahead of this time of year. But uh, if you can't and you do run into it, um, again, we, we don't knock anybody that tries to DIY things. So if they're out trying to trap those, um, you know, they can they can trap those animals. Now, you can't relocate animals without permits in Tennessee. Hmm. And most times when you end up catching a skunk, you probably don't want to throw that in your personal vehicle and take it somewhere anyway. I don't want to be uh, anywhere close to it. <laughs> so we get uh, this time of year, we do a lot of trapping projects for folks. And in addition to that, we do a lot of pickup calls. So somebody sets trap out, catches the animal. Maybe they don't think it through completely before they set that trap. Some people have old, even even told us, hey, we were trying to catch the skunk, but once we caught it, we decided we really didn't know what to do from there. So uh, our guys are capable of coming out and transferring those animals into one of our traps. So um, if you are out trying to trap something like that and you're looking to have maybe a pickup top call, uh, we recommend, as far as what you can get over the counter, as far as bait-wise, they really like sweet things like jelly. So grape jelly, um, marshmallows are a good bait. Uh, what what else is it? Cheetos? Cheetos. For they some like reason. Cheeto. It's um, the bright colors. They yeah. they but, uh, they like bright color. They can see it. They have pretty huh. poor eyesight. So Yeah, it's uh, we've had some funny stories with skunks. We actually had a guy out uh, on a golf course. And he was he, he lives on the golf course, and he was doing a little chipping practice uh, one evening. And I think what happened was he was chipping onto the green, and a skunk got between him and where the balls were landing and <laughs> startled it. So it ran towards him, <laughs> you know, when the ball landed. And then I think he threw a golf club that direction. It kept coming. And him, him describing this story, um, the skunk was trying to get him. But what I know is the skunk was scared of whatever he was throwing to the other side of the skunk. Uh, so we went out and took care of that problem for him. But that, sometimes we deal with some comical issues. I, I can only imagine uh, some of the, the comical situations that you find. So, you know, obviously with skunks, skunks uh, are one of, those, one of those things. Nobody really likes having skunks around, skunks in their yards. Other than sealing up those areas, are there things that you can suggest to our listeners to help kind of make it not an attractive place for a skunk to want to hang out at? So the commonalities we see with animal problems, uh, it's usually the same thing. They've got excessive bird feed out or pet food in a, in a lot of cases, or maybe a neighbor is feeding stray cats mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, you know, as far as keeping keeping the animals at bay if there's if there's a a good enough area around them they're going to see animals from time to time what we stress is just because you saw an animal maybe come through the yard doesn't mean that there's actually a problem there um those guys live in the same areas we live and everybody thinks well you know hey we're building on top of them not even that i mean a lot of these animals are so urbanized They'll live right alongside us. They really don't care. Right. As long as they've got a uh, maybe a, a drainage ditch with a culvert somewhere they can den up in, or, or as you mentioned, maybe a shed out you know, behind the house, uh, they're going to take advantage of that just like you know, anybody would. There's a, there's a nice place to go live over here, and um, you, know, you go buy that house, they're going to go move in too. Hey, you know, when you upgrade your, your land to a nice – development guess what they're getting an upgrade too right that's right they they get a nice new fancy place uh so you know 
I guess one of the things that you deal with uh, a lot is, and, and we deal with it as well, I, I know I've had customers who, uh, squirrels, when yep. they get in an attic, man, they just, I mean, they'll chew and eat anything. Yeah, that's uh, squirrels cause a lot of house fires each year. Um, all rodents do. Their their teeth are going to continue to grow. And they've got to gnaw. That's that's just a, a function of of being a squirrel is you have to chew all the time to keep those teeth kind of under control. So we see squirrels chew up. In fact, I had a friend of mine. He's contacted us a few times. Uh, his his nice new F two fifty. They really like the wiring on it. So he's he's had some issues with that. But uh, if they're in your attic chewing, they can cause some serious problems there. Um, we recommend, you know, go walk around your house at least once a month or so mm-hmm. and look for anything that looks out of place. And that's from the top to bottom. I mean, stand away from the house, maybe even get a pair of binoculars. Um, not advising everybody to go grab a ladder and go climb up all over their house. Although if you're you know, able to do that, that's great. But sure. if you're not, just check it out. Uh, usually you can tell there are things – um, maybe some gnaw marks on some siding material or some scratches or, or maybe some muddy paw prints or, or just an area that looks a little discolored on a piece of white trim. Those things are a great reason to call a company like ours and just have us come out and look. Most companies are going to offer a free inspection. Um, we'll send a tech out, let them take a look at things. If there's a problem, we'll, we'll give you an idea of what a solution would be and what that would cost. Um, there's no obligation on the front end. And, and it doesn't have to be a huge hole. Uh, people yeah, think, like, thing. I mean, even with skunks and raccoons, hmm. they have pretty big bodies, or they look like they're pretty big because of all their fur. But if they can squeeze their head in, then they can they can get the rest of their hmm. rest of their body in. So, and that's you know, with squirrels, they don't need much room. Yeah, and, and I mean that is a great point because the majority of animals that get into a home, uh, it, you know, it really is. It's through a very obscure, very small area. Uh, you know, I, I know one of the misconceptions and you guys, I'm sure deal with a lot is that, well, you know, I live in, in an urban neighborhood. There's no trees. There's no, there's no woods. There's no, this, there's no, that, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I mean, you live in a big hollow tree as far as the animal's concerned. (laughs) Sure. You know, you've got an attic space in there. That's, that's just as good as anything else, or maybe the crawl space or just the little area underneath your heat pack that sits against the house. Um, we see that as a common entry point. You know, the other, the rest of the house will be tight. They'll have a couple of different companies out there, not necessarily wildlife or pest companies but sometimes, but uh, maybe maybe they've got a, a foundation company out there and they're looking at things and like, I don't know how anything's getting in. It's so tight. And we'll go and look and just those little forklift holes underneath a heat pack where it sits against the house. That's enough. An opossum, a skunk, rodents, they can get in through that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. It definitely doesn't take much. That's that's for sure. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and and we come back. I wanna I wanna talk to you about the creepy sounds that you may hear in your house. There you go. That may allude to the fact that you need to call Matt and Crystal to have somebody investigate what those little weird noises may be in your home. Hey, if you've got noises in your home and you think it's a critter. You need to give us a call. Shoot us a text, 865-656-8255. I've got the pros in the house that can help answer the questions, what you need to do with Critter Wranglers of Tennessee right here on Around the House in News Talk 98.7 WOKI.
You know, one of these mornings, Ben Kathy's going to give us good news. <laughs> He's going to tell us it's going to be unseasonably warm at, you know, a nice sunshiny 68 degrees. I don't know. It's not this morning, though. But hey, if you're listening with us this morning and you're a little chilled, a little chilly, a little cold, grab you a blanket, grab you a hot cup of coffee, cocoa, tea, whatever it is you like. I know some people apparently like Diet Coke in the morning. I don't get it, but hey, whatever, to each their own. Uh, but if you went to bed last night and you heard this really weird, like, scratching noise in your house and you just don't know what it is, I think you probably need to call my friends in studio this morning, Matt and Crystal Chitwood. They have Critter Wranglers. You can find them online at CritterWranglersTN.com. So I, I just, I want to ask because, you know, I've heard that sound before that sounds like it's in the walls and uh, sometimes across the ceiling, almost like a pitter-patter. Uh, you know, what? What? what is the most common rodent that you find creating that? Um, it, it does depend a little bit on where they're hearing the noise. So uh, Crystal can probably speak to that a little bit. She takes a lot of those calls. But one of the things we ask is what time you're hearing the noise and where you're hearing the noise. If it's an interior wall, usually that's going to be something more like a house mouse mm -hmm. just because there's not a lot of room access-wise for anything larger to get in there. Exterior walls uh, are anybody's guess until we get out and take a look. That could even be a raccoon in that wall void. Uh, attics, again, time-wise. So squirrels, if you're hearing the noise last thing at night, first thing in the morning, that's probably going to be some type of rodent like a squirrel. If you're hearing, if you're hearing a little louder noise, um, how would you describe that, Crystal? Because I know you've taken a lot of those calls, and I, I think sometimes you're funny about how you – how you interact with the client on those calls. Well, so I've had multiple people say that when they when they call in and that it ends up being a raccoon that it sounds like they have a a person walking above above them. Everything's gonna sound a lot a lot bigger than what it is. Hmm. Um but when you've got a raccoon up there, I mean it, it can sound very heavy, like yeah. an elephant stomping around. Hmm. Um yeah. you know, with the squirrels it's gonna be, you know, a little bit lighter. They somehow sometimes will say you know, it's not a mouse. It's bigger than a mouse. It might be. It might be a raccoon, and then it's a squirrel. So I always just tell them, well, it sounds a lot worse than what it probably is. Um, you know, but but yeah, people will. That's the first question: is you know, what time of day are you hearing noises? Um, you know, is it scurrying? Is it scratching? Is it is it thumping? Um, because all animals make a make a different sound when they're up there. Yeah, and, and thumping. Um, thumping usually is more flying squirrel. So a lot of people don't know we've got flying squirrels right. in the area and they're cool little animals. Um, they're, they kind of look like a sugar glider. Um, and they hurl themselves. They don't, they don't walk. You I've say that like, walk. like we know what a sugar glider is. Okay. Well, some people know what a sugar glider is. So, <laughs> um, so these little guys, they, uh, they don't actually fly. They glide. So these little flying squirrels, they almost have a feathery-looking tail. Hmm. And they, uh, if they're moving around anywhere other than when they're gliding, they just hurl themselves everywhere they go. So you'll, you'll hear thumps in the attic. And usually on a really cold or rainy night when they can't go out, 
Um, so they're kind of stuck in the attic and they're just little balls. Cause of they're energy. nocturnal and yeah, like they're, gray they're squirrels. Nocturnal. And, uh, they'll, they'll just kind of hop around everywhere they go. So people say, Hey, I'm hearing all these thumps and it's a cold night. Usually we're going to think flying squirrel. When the technician goes out, that's what he's looking for. And they're not very big. They're, they're like the size of your, when they're, when they're stretched out, they're like the size of your palm. Um, oh, wow. their undersides are, are, are white. Um, but, but yeah, they, they are small. You know, I, I was, my first career was an auto mechanic and one of the conversations that I would always end up doing, I did a lot of suspension work, a lot of front end work. So I dealt with noises and I always joked, I always said, I'm going to write a book that explains the noise, right? Because I'll have people come in and they'll say, well, it's a thumping noise and you go drive it and it's like, no, that's a knock. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I just imagine, right. You, you have to have that conversation though, you know, and because that noise is so indicative to what the problem may be. Right. And, it is. and identifying that noise. Right. And, and so Crystal, I'm sure you have some unique ways to communicate that with, with your potential clients. Oh yeah. And, and we've also sent our technicians out for some unique situations where, you know, it was one thing and ended up being another thing because you know sometimes as we get older our hearing isn't as great as it used to be no it's not <laughs> and uh yeah i've sent technicians out for for squeaking noises uh they thought that there was something running around in the house and it ended up being like the ceiling fan hmm. um, or a smoke detector or a smoke detector yeah. or, or bird a, in the house yeah a kid's toy you know shoved yeah. in the corner of the toy box that was vibrating so yeah i mean it's Sometimes you just don't know. And I'm like, well, I just got to get somebody out there to look because yeah. I can't, I don't know. <laughs> but all that's okay. I mean, we yeah. come check it out and, you know, we'll see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and I mean, again, that's, that's just, that's providing a value of service to, to your clients. You know, we of course deal with smoke detectors and, and crazy beeping noises. And, and I mean, I've, I have actually have a, a, a story of a recent client. He was a, great friend i mean many of our clients we we friend with and he would call me and called me on the weekends and text me and which is fine i have no problem with that and but he kept i mean this went on for almost a month and he kept telling me he had this beeping sound and we you know i went through i'm like there's nothing on our side of it that shows any problems the whole night and finally we send out a technician and come to find out that he had a, a water system that was installed that had a water sensor that was under the kitchen cabinet and it had a low battery. So it was beeping incessantly. And you know, I mean, again, we, I mean, we help find the problem, right? We find the solution, but these at, in a house or any structure noises as they carry, depending on where that noise is coming from, they can be, um, very difficult to identify where they're coming from to pinpoint them. Oh yeah. Uh, especially if you're in an attic, it's almost, I mean, look, that's like a big megaphone. Yep. It just is. Well, and construction has changed so much over time and I'm sure you've seen some of the, the siding materials that are in place now. So if you grew up or, or previously lived in a home that was built, say in the eighties, seventies, you know, whatever, and you, you, just buy this new house. We've had this happen a lot lately. 
and maybe you were in a brick home before and now you're in a vinyl sided home mm. and the wall heats up during the day and it yeah. cools off you get this expansion and contraction especially with some of the new backing materials now because not everybody is using full sheathing anymore right you're seeing this almost uh I, I can't remember what it's called, what the product's actually called, but it, it almost looks like a, a cardboard type material mm-hmm. behind some of that vinyl. Um, you know, it just makes a different noise. And if you're not used to that, uh, sometimes we get calls and the guys go out and they look at it and everybody scratches their head a little bit before we finally figure out what's going on. And a lot of times you've just got to be in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. to hear it because, you know, you start thinking, okay, what are they really hearing? Because I'm not hearing anything. And then, all of a sudden it, it pops. You're like, all right, okay, I know what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, those those types of things happen, and, you know, no fault to anybody. Hey, you, you feel like you've got a problem. Uh, call somebody, have them come out and take a look at it. That's what we're here for. We're put on this earth to serve people. Um, you know, I believe that, and yeah. my guys all believe that. Yeah. So, so what, is, what is the strangest <laughs> animal that you have found – what I mean, there's got to be that that one call that you just <clears throat> scratched your head, and there's no way possible. It, what is that? You know, I've for us most of the most of the animals everybody thinks is going to be the crazy animal are not the crazy animals because we're used to dealing with those. Right. Um, you know, we've we've all seen raccoons and addicts or in, in random places, squirrels, all that. Um, honestly, probably the strangest call I ever got was for a damaged A-frame roof, and it ended up being a neighbor's goat that was getting up on the roof. It was climbing up a firewood pile, and, and it had completely destroyed the shingles around the chimney on oh the pitch of an A-frame. Yeah, and we actually had to trap that animal because it had gotten loose. And nobody could catch it. Holy cow! So yeah, we had to get a little creative to to get Billy trapped and. And back where he belonged, but uh, and now they have multiple businesses in Gatlinburg called Goats on the Roof. Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably was a little short sighted and not uh, not thinking about that ten years ago when that happened. <laughs> I, that, uh, huh? Interesting. Uh, all right, so uh, I, I'm just curious. Uh, not, I know different areas of the country obviously have their uh, prominent issues, but. Do we have a bat problem here in East Tennessee? We do. Um, not not a problem. I mean, bats are a good thing to have. Um, yes. Not when they get in your attic, though. Correct. So bats are, are coming up. Uh, when will we start taking those bat calls, Crystal? Uh, when temperatures consistently stay over 40 degrees at night. Um, they don't like to leave their den sites when when it's cold, so mm. they don't, they're not moving. So, yeah, once probably, probably end of March, 1st of April is when we'll really start um, working on those pretty hard. Um, but, yeah, we've got to wait for the weather to, to be warm. Yeah, the important thing to remember with bats, if you've got a problem and you know you've got a problem, um, say you had a problem last year and you're just waiting on things to warm up or you're, you're trying to decide, do I still have a problem, go ahead and call someone now. Whether it's us or another company that does what we do, call now because there's a blackout period on bat control. When they go into uh, into breeding season and they have their young, we can no longer do anything per, hmm. per the law to take care of those bats. So you may be stuck with a maternal colony of bats through that period until hmm. August to get rid of them. 
So end of August. End of August. Yeah, so we have a very short window that we can we can do work because of our the way our weather is. Because um, we have to have again that consistent weather uh, right. temperatures. Um, so yeah, we we have a blackout from May to, to the first of September. We we can't do any bat work. Um, so you know we really do March and April, and then September to November is pretty much it. Yeah. Huh. So if you've got a problem, call early and get somebody out to take a look at it. Um, bats are are tough. You think about a house, and you think about. Everybody wants to assume that they've had a bad contractor out when they have a problem with an animal. That's simply not the case. No. You know, if you take and you look, uh, I had an old old contractor tell me this one time, and it just kind of stuck with me. He said, look, if the house doesn't leak and it looks really good from the ground, he's done his job. And and that's, that's essentially correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want gaping holes in the house, but if everything's reasonably tight. But when you're talking about a bat, um, you're talking about three-eighths of an inch gap. That's nothing. Right. Um, you know, especially with a lot of the way a lot of things have changed over time as far as how a home vents. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've gone away from some of the some of the gable vents and gone to a vented ridge cap. And these products are, are good products, but over time they're they're made out of composite materials now. Right. With heating, expansion and contraction, they can start to gap. We've actually got one we're dealing with right now. Um the lady had, had us out previously and at that time that uh, vented ridge cap was in good shape. Now it's started to bow up a little mm-hmm. bit, and it's created a gap. And she's got a bat that's come back in through that. So, you know, we're looking at uh, what we need to do to take care of that. Obviously, we've got a good solution for it, but it, it's not the cheapest solution. And that's that's kind of the issue you run into. So you have to balance that out and look at what is going to be the best solution for that client. Because we can go in and install a product that, that covers that, and prevents that from being a problem long term. But if she's got a roof system that maybe needs to be replaced in the next right. few years, it may be more cost effective to go ahead and remove that roof, go ahead and re-roof it with a non-vented cap, and then put in some powered exhaust vents mm-hmm. on the attic, and then put covers over those. So you know, we we try to look at that and determine what's going to be the best fit for the client as right. time goes on. But uh, mm. bats, for sure, can be an issue. And sometimes we chase them through neighborhoods, essentially. We'll, yes. we'll remove them from one house, and then somebody on the next street overcalls, and you're thinking, these are the same bats. But, you know, we don't trap bats. We we seal up the house, and then we put in valves so the bats can leave and can't get back in. Right. Um, you know, so there's not a whole lot you can do about them moving to a neighbor's house, unfortunately. We've had some people a little upset about that, but... Uh, yeah, well, you, you you can only do what you can do, right? True. Listen, if you think you've got a bat problem, you had one last year, now's the time. Give give our friends Matt and Crystal a call over at Critter Wranglers because, uh, well, as Crystal just told us, you got a limited amount of time to be able to work on that, that situation. Um, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to, well, we're going to talk to you about some last-minute warnings and things that you can do as the temperature get ready gets ready to change. So we'll be right back here on Around the House with Scott Brokamp on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Welcome back to Around the House. We're visiting with Crystal and Matt Chitwood of Critter Wranglers. You can find them online at CritterWranglersTN.com, or you can give them a call at 865-973-1095. 
Hey, we have uh, Susan on the line. Susan has got some questions uh, for you guys. Hey, good morning, Susan. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thanks. My question, my problem is about skunks, and this will be the fourth year uh, that this has been going on. I just know because I moved there four years ago. I see the tunnel. It's outside at my AC unit, but it's going under, I can tell. It looks like it's going under the house, and I do have a large crawl space, and um, they spray, and it is so strong. I'm thinking maybe that the heating and air unit brings it in, but my concern is are they possibly getting in the duck horse because our house gets to the point that we can't hardly stand in it, stand it, and I have filled that hole with everything I can think to fill it, and it continues to open up. And my question is, if I had a company come and removed them, are they going to come back to the same place? Can, mm. can you ever, once they've started living somewhere, can you ever really stop them? Oh, great question. Yeah, I, mean, I can't we... shoot them because I'm in the city <laughs> limits. <laughs> well, we can, uh, we can effectively seal up that area. I think what's going on, so... If you'll if you'll give me a little bit of information when you say you've used everything that you can think of, have you simply just filled that one hole up, or have you gone around yeah. that hole and filled more area up? I don't see it any other any other area that's that's disturbed. There is one specific hole, and I mean I have filled it with rocks. I have, of course, I filled it with mulch. I filled it with rocks. I've laid huge rocks on top of it. And um, they just, they just, you know, somehow open it back up right beside it. And um, I mean, I know it's a skunk because I smell them. Right. And I guess they're doing it. They usually do it uh, because it'll, it'll wake me. It wakes me up. It's so bad <laughs> as yeah. soon as they're during the night. You know, I never see a skunk during the day. So I guess they're in there. Well, I can and, give you, um, I can give you a couple pieces of advice there. Number one, as far as the odor. Um, Generally, they are not getting in the ductwork. They're just getting under the house, and your uh-huh. your your return will pick up that odor and push it through the entire house. Mm-hmm. So we recommend after an event like that that you change the furnace filter. Because a lot of times people don't, and that odor will hang in that filter and it'll keep pushing it through for a while. So that that's recommendation number one. Number two, we've determined over time that they will not dig through concrete. So if you take and uh, go around the base of that unit and dig it out further, you can either use a mesh hardware cloth top wire that you can get at Home Depot or Lowe's, somewhere like that, uh, 16-gauge, so the heavier the better. Don't use chicken wire or anything like that. Right. But you can dig around the foundation of that uh, that unit and put wire in the ground. Uh, we recommend probably 6 inches deep and about 18 inches out you can lay wire in there and then concrete over it and then put dirt back over top of that. That skunk will not get back under your house. Or at least not through, not through idea. that area. Well, I mean, that's what we do. If you were to pay us to come out and take care of that problem, that is exactly what our technicians would do. And, um, you know, it's not it's not anything that is proprietary or anything you couldn't go do yourself. It just takes, a you know, a little bit of work and a little bit of know-how to mix up some concrete and attach that wire. But, uh that should be a good solution for you that would be permanent. Um, now, can't say yeah, they're not going to get in somewhere concern, else. But. Right. But my concern 
I don't want to block them in there. You oh, know, I'm not going to know right. if they're in there. So if you want to know if they're still in there, go ahead and take that hole that you know is open right now and wad up some newspaper, shove it down the hole, and if it doesn't move for a week or so, you're in good shape to go ahead and seal things up. There you go. Oh, great. All right, Susan, so thank you. So what time of year do they have their babies? Because I don't want to... I don't want to do it if there's babies in there. So they're going to be um, May to June on having their young. Oh, okay. Yeah, so right now they're in breeding season. Um, You want to make sure they're not in there when you seal it. Otherwise, you're going to be calling us to go crawl under your house and pull a dead skunk out. And a dead skunk, you think a live skunk smells bad. Wait till you smell a dead one under your house. Yeah. uh, Yeah. All right. Thank, Thank you, Susan, for the call. We certainly appreciate it. Hey, we're going to try to jump on one last call here real quick. Uh, Mr. Bill Cita. Bill, how are you this morning, sir? Top of the morning. I got a quick question. Yes, sir. Uh, Does Irish Spring soap deter rodents from getting into your house if you spread it around the house? So (laughs) um, I hear this a lot, and in our our groups that we're in, so we're we're members of – Wildlife Control Training Group. We're we're members of uh, Nuisance Wildlife Control Operators Association. Um, you know, National Pest Management Association. All these groups. So it's it's pretty funny that you bring that up because inside those internal groups, there's a lot of pictures that go around, and I've seen a lot of Irish Spring soap that's got uh, rodent gnaw marks on it. So <laughs> I would say no. I would say no. <laughs> Bill, as always, we appreciate your call, buddy. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> all right hey listen uh susan if you're still listening hey jot this number down 865-973-1095 that's the number to get a hold of matt and crystal over at critter wranglers sounds like you may need a little bit of their expertise hey thank you all for listening in this morning you can find critter wranglers on online at critterwranglerstn.com if you missed part of today's show and want to go back and listen again, there's a link on my website. Just go to hissecurity.com and click on the ATH radio tab to find recordings of past shows. Or you can find us where you find your favorite podcast. Just search Around the House with Scott Brokamp. I'd like to thank my guests for being on the show today. Jim Gill, your local operator with StoreSquare, portable storage containers. And Matt and Crystal Chitwood, owners and, and of course, Matt's chief wrangler at Critter Wranglers. If there's a topic you'd like to hear, drop us a line at the house at his security.com round the house is produced by news talk 987 with guest coordination services from B media savvy. We'll be next week with a couple back next week with a couple of guest experts from UT extension office with helpful advice for inside and outside your home. Thank you for listening. And we hope that you have a great time enjoying around your house this weekend. Tune in again next Saturday morning for Around the House with Scott Brokamp, only on News Talk 98.7 WOKI.